This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Aloha, everybody. Thank you so much for watching the Wall Street Coach Podcast. We do have something complimentary for you at TraderCheckin.com. This is a short, quick assessment you can do before you sit down and start to trade to get a great check-in. Now, please enjoy this episode of the Wall Street Coach Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe. Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the Wall Street Coach. Today, I'm very excited to have my new friend and colleague, Joseph Gasparoni of JTrader here on Small Cap Trading Success. JTrader, welcome to my podcast. Hello, Kim. It's a pleasure to be over here. I know that you are in Hawaii. I'm in San Marino, so it's like totally different time but i mean it's evening for you what is for you over there like morning or morning, midday? morning 9 a.m 9 a.m so yeah you tell me how the day how was today was today a good day <laughs> will i live into a good day you're in the future <laughs> well i mentor more traders than how actually I traded but it was a good day what i like is you know volatility is the only thing that i need in trading and when people ask me you think is going to go up or down the index the small caps i don't really care i trade my strategy as long as i have volatility and liquidity that i can trade that's fine for me yeah that's awesome and you know i'm going to read your formal bio because it's just so incredible and so eclectic so let me share that with everybody now jade traders started trading italian stocks in covered warrants in 99 his ambition ambition grew and he decided to take on a mentor dr michelle pertile after gaining five years experience and knowledge jade trader finally reached his goal and traded live from 2000 to 2005. during his time he continued his studies which included back testing from this he found his proprietary indicators which he calls j lines and after many years of successes and expanding into other class assets, Jay Trader finally reached a point of content, but also feeling somewhat weary. So he distracted himself with long-term investments in real estate. In 2016, Jay Trader returned to trading, but the Italian market has changed, had changed at that point. So he had no choice but to learn a new market, the U.S. stock market. And within that U.S. stock market, he found more success, particularly with small caps. His success with small caps spread amongst peers, and has led him to a new ambition of creating a trading community, which I've met a lot of your members at the Traders for a Cause conference and your mentorship, your enthusiasm for them and advocacy for them and their excitement being with you at that conference was palpable. So welcome to this conversation today. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim, and everybody who was going to we're here attend to that survey. Yeah. So thank you very much. You're so welcome. One of the first questions I have for you is what kind of mindset do you really feel is critical for traders who do want to be successful with small cap trading, especially now? And today's date for the record, guys, is January 25th, 2023. Determination and resilience. Mm -hmm. Determination because you have to set your goals. And trading is one of the hardest jobs in the world. When I came back in trading around 2017, 18, 
I was lucky, but I was also determined. Mm -hmm. Lucky because I, I met one of my now friends, good friends, smashed the bid. So he helped me a lot to restart since I paused like for some years. Yeah. And the second thing is resilience because in the beginning I was trying everything and it's easily to get frustrated, disappointed, uh, blew up a couple of counts. Yeah. And I didn't have, you know, a strategy that I could trade for small caps. I couldn't even trade futures, that was fine. But small cap was a, a totally different beast. Mm -hmm. And I only had two things. I had conviction, determination. I wanted to, you know, I was obsessed in learning that. Mm -hmm. And the mechanism of trading small caps versus, for example, big caps is totally different. Another type of market structure, another type of pattern. The tape was different. Order flow, how you read it is different. So I had to change something and I had to learn everything from the beginning. So these two things were for me resilience because, you know, after you have losses and losses and losses and you're trying to figure out what it doesn't work in your strategy, I mean, you still like need to wake up every single morning and try to do better, try to see what you did wrong and what you can change to improve. Yeah. You know, just to talk about resilience for a minute, do you suspect that you were able to be so resilient because resiliency was part of how you operated before you came into trading? Yeah, I think this is part of how I also was growing up, uh, how my parents taught me. Maybe also, I believe, not maybe, I believe is also the sport that I did, which, you know, uh, they involve a lot of discipline from bodybuilding before I was almost to a professional level and also martial arts. I was doing Taekwondo for years and also boxing. So I think that really forms your character. And sometimes, you know, you're put down in life for many things, but it's really my personality, it's really my spirit that I need to stand up again and trying to make it better, trying to make it work. So find a solution for the problem that I may have. And this I think is what every single trader you know, more or less beginners, advanced trader should have in order to become successful. Those who are in your community, when they struggle with resilience, what's your advice to them? How do you suggest they go about developing it outside of trading? Like, where do you point them? So first thing is, I would set a routine. And really that forms uh, your character with time. It doesn't happen on a daily basis, you know, like... It's just not from tomorrow, you're going to start routine in one week, you'll be fine. You're going to have like another mindset, another kind of a say of a determination. No, it takes time, it takes months and years to develop this. But if you start, you know, the earlier, the better. Yeah. Then, of course, you will see like improvements in your career, in aspect also uh, in yourself with other people in relationship. So for me, as routine, having like, you know, a goal every single day to do better. So what I have to do today is write it down, annotate it, then think about that thing every single morning and try to accomplish it. If maybe it's not today, it's going to be tomorrow. But if you do this on the long term, it will benefit a lot. Yeah, yeah. This 2023 market's been really challenging for a lot of traders. I'm just curious, even seasoned pros 
And I just am curious, what, what are your words of advice? You know, you spoke about the importance of resilience, but those that are struggling right now, what do you want to say to them? Two things. One, find a mentor that really knows how to trade. And the second thing is don't swing long yet because 2022 was a bearish market. We're just analyzing uh, yesterday the market cycle that we had, the market structure. So, you know, even the daily chart, set of lower highs, lower lows. And now we're starting to see maybe a dip, a start bounce, but it's not confirmed. So, of course, everybody that was swinging had really hard time, tough time. The best is today trade, intraday trading, like I've been doing, because you close the position maximum the day after, or, you know, just in about a couple of hours, couple of minutes. This gives you the opportunity to be, I would say, not under the constant, I would say, dumping of the smart money. When you see, look at SPY, Tesla, look at what happened at BABA, look what happened on um, all these big tech companies in the last year. Yeah. In a recent tweet, you said, I don't need to trade perfect. I only need perfect risk management. The more I cut my losses quick, the better my trading has become. Can it's you true. speak to how the perfection trap affects traders? It's true. I can tell you this. Today I was trading in the room, sharing everything that I did, you know, from good to bad. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I took a trade and this trade I covered today. But yesterday first I had a loss. And I said to my trader this, and I wrote this, guys, I really feel ashamed, you know, to share you this chart because it was not perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, was a good day yesterday? Yes. But I traded in a way that I didn't like one stock. I took my stop and I shared what I did. Mm -hmm. And then I reshorted later on and I closed it today for, you know, a bigger win. The point is I used the correct risk management. The trade was not really correct in the sense that I didn't trade it at the correct level. Mm -hmm. And Twitter told me, Jay, it's not what we want, but it's the risk management that you apply we want to see. So it's not to the way that I need to share, you know, perfect trades, shorting the top or buying the perfect dip, yeah. but it's the way that I cut when something is wrong, mm -hmm. the way that I revisit my chart. I maybe reset. If I have a loss, I take 30 to 40 minutes. I don't trade. And then I come back. I see if there's opportunity. If there's opportunity, good. I'm going to trade it. There's not. I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Why do you think ongoing education is so important for traders? And how do you suggest traders continue to improve? This is a big question. I think we will need to talk over here a full day about it. <laughs> yes. I can tell you that. I study Kim everything, everything. I will hear my my office will hear diplomas from 2021, sorry, 2001. Wow. When I was in Milan studying at Piazza Fari, you know, the same of New York Stock Exchange. Yep. And I did courses on scalping stocks, all of this. Wow. And then I started from uh, Dayton University, Ken Kaloon. I started Larry Williams, Linda Rashke. I moved to Smoke Plan. I studied everybody out there. So I basically subscribed to all the chat rooms, all the services, bought like a ton of books. And at the end, I found out that everything was useful. So I really formed my knowledge. But yeah. then I needed a way to form my strategy because what was around was not enough for how I wanted to trade. So I'm not saying that other strategy were not good. No, it's just that 
I think Australia has to fit your personality. Yeah. What is your personality? My personality huh, is very complex. I'm a Gemini. I said before about the perfect trade. I always want everything perfect. Yeah. I always want everything right away. Mm -hmm. Trading is not possible. You know, a lot of traders are like me. They want everything too soon. Yeah. A beginner starts, wants to make money right away. I was lucky the first time I started. I was 19. And, you know, in one year and a half, I was doing pretty good much money. Much more than, you know, yes. friends yes. that were maybe having a job. Yeah. But then... I had basically to be more humble when the market changed. Yeah. So I was trading cover warrants and they were nothing more tradable. So I need to start to study something else again. So making a big income, starting, you know, really to to earn very, very small. So this means like I'm also humble. Yeah. And the uh, other thing is that I love my job. So I put a lot of passion in what I do. And I try to give this to the traders out there that, you know, they follow me or that they reach out to me. I try to answer almost everybody. When I can't, I simply, you know, that's sorry. I will answer the day after. But this is the way that I like to do things, you know, like really help people, help traders. You know, I love that you said that about being a Gemini. And, you know, what I want to say, I feel like there's so many ways to learn about ourselves today. You know, it's all about the facets of our personality and ours. And as you know, because I'm a coach, I am always advocating just keep being self-aware because the more you know about yourself, the fact that you know you're a perfectionist, right? The fact that you know you like to have everything instantaneously, that I would suspect, but you tell me, allows you to keep an eye out for that, right? It's like, oh, well, of course I want a perfect, but sometimes it won't be. But just knowing that you have a predisposition toward speed and perfection presumably allows you to keep it on a leash. Would that be correct? Yes, yeah, sure. Like, I would say I have to be critical with myself. If during the day I... Let's say I don't do something that I like. It's like, you know, I always believe two main things. I have to be sincere with myself. I have to be sincere with God. Yes. So at the end of the day, if I'm sincere and honest with these two, I would say entities, uh, me and God, then I'm fine. I can sleep correctly. I can sleep good. And I always think that you have to put on the table your, I would say, where your weak points are and Every day I try to analyze myself and I do a report card that, you know, I was sharing at Twitter for Cause. Yeah. And that report card basically tells me what I did wrong during the day, what I need to change or what I need to improve or maybe something I did good during the day. Okay. So that's like a little bit of accomplishment that yeah. makes me feel better. Definitely. But I totally, I totally agree with what you said. I really believe that. It's like, you know, you have a problem. The first thing you have to say is like you admit it that you have the problem. You don't have to be stubborn, you know? Yeah. I feel like that stubbornness sometimes is just shame. You know, it's like people struggle with seeing their humanity or their shadow side because they're embarrassed by it. And I am like, everybody has one. So why be embarrassed? Like we're, we're all human. We're all fallible. So learn how to embrace that part of you so you can evolve it or shift it, you know? Yeah, I, I love what you say because I would need to hear this every single day. I mean, 
what you, what you, what you say, really every single day. I think if I had you over here with me every single day, things would have been always better than they are. And maybe I would get to results faster because this is the correct mentality. And um, I really see myself in that. You know, sometimes it's not about also, I believe, being stubborn. Is because maybe we have so high expectations from us yes. that we want to be, you know, above the average. Yes. We want to be like, not just a number, but, you know, that number one. I mean, that creates a lot of anxiety. That creates a lot of FOMO in, in reaching things, yes. uh, expectations, stress. Yep. And uh, it can be also, you know, can also damage and hurt ourselves. Definitely. And truly, in my experience, it robs everyone from what they have succeeded at. It even robs from the joy and the accomplishment and that which we have a right to be proud of because we're so focused on what we haven't done right. We miss the thousands of things we have done. So just look back one second and see what you have achieved, you know? Right. Like, I always said, look, further, farther, farther, farther. And yeah. my wife said, sit down a little bit, you know, like enjoy the time that you have over here. Don't just go rush into work, into your gym or whatever you have to do. Like stay a second with me and just appreciate that single moment because this is what we have. Like, you know, this life, I mean, we try to fill out life with things that, that make our time useful yes. so that for us, this time is useful, but we could do like so many other things in the life, you know, just yeah. like even read a book and stay in the park, That's whatever. Right watch a sunset that's pretty useful exactly exactly but so heart, for the soul for the spirit maybe not for our bank account but maybe it is for our bank account maybe the more sunsets we we i stop every day when i'm near a window and i can watch the sunset here in hawaii that is like my full-on commitment when at all possible stop what i'm doing and go watch that sunset and that has changed my life just doing well, that. You're also lucky because you're in our way. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. But you have pretty gorgeous sunsets in Italy too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't pretend like you're not in like the most gorgeous. Maybe Italy is second to Hawaii, but it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. All right. It we're going to do a two-parter today. We're going to go on Twitter space in a few minutes, but just a couple of more questions. I'm just kind of curious what your take is on crypto. Like what the heck is going on with crypto right now? Do you have an opinion or a thought about how traders can navigate it if they should at all? First of all, traders don't listen what everybody writes about crypto, but doing your own strategy. Don't follow us. This is the first thing that I always say, because you have to be aware that, you know, analysts, are 90% of the time always wrong. I was reading like a survey and, you know, on every single prediction of market collapse in the last 67 years, 90% of the time, analysts were always wrong. Wow. Or they said too early or too late. And I, I don't know if uh, Wall Street Journal made this, I don't remember, or yeah. Bloomberg. So the first thing is make your own strategy. I can tell you that crypto are moving very similar to SPY index, or you can use ES. If you look at many times an intraday of Tesla, it really resembles what we have an intraday on uh, BTC. Tesla, four or five days ago, was coming up for a couple of days. And the same thing with Bitcoin. So you see the similarities. If the market will start 
pushing up again, hold this 4,000 on ES and start to push around 4.4, 4.5. Then we'll have like Bitcoin really starting to push back up again. Mm-hmm. I just remember that I'm a model, so I'm a believer Bitcoin in the future will go up. Mm-hmm. But this is just like my opinion. It's not something technical. I believe that. Yeah. Yep. Then I have to trade technically. Yep. And I didn't buy Bitcoin. And I was seeing this on on social, so with times and everything, I didn't buy Bitcoin from 60,000 down to 18, and I bought some in 19. So that's what I published, and I'm still holding that position. Not full size, small position to start, but I just like, you know, started to buy around that area. That was just a very profound thing you just said. You said, I believe in it, I believe it's the future, and then I have to treat technically. Yeah. Exactly. My bias doesn't mean anything, you know, it's not the market. Market decides I can be thinking something is great, but in reality, the market like doesn't really appreciate. And then I have to stick with the technicals. I almost want you to say that again. My bias doesn't mean anything. That is that could be put on a post-it and put over every trader's desk. Because I do think that there are times even the best seasoned traders are not connected to the fact that they have a bias. It's true. It's true. When I trade intraday, you know, I may change from short and long, maybe on the same stock, even three or four times in a day. It really depends. You know, can be short all day or long all day. Sometimes like today on ES, it was long, short, long, short. So it really depends by the strategy. If it changes, I stick with that. Yep. It's awesome. All right. Tell me how you balance self-care and trading. You mean like uh, workout and all this? Workout, but sleep, watching sunsets. It's a big question, this. Uh, maybe my, my wife should answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I work a lot because I like it, like yeah. brings me joy. And my wife helps me. So, you know, we are in the same, in the same building, yes. more or less. I try to give at least, you know, a couple of hours every single day to myself and to my wife to the people I have around that I love. For me, it's like going to gym in the morning with R, like, you know, four or five times a week and then taking the Sunday off with R mm-hmm. and just, you know, like going maybe in some place in Italy. We want to go now to uh, Assisi. We've been like a couple of beautiful places last year. And, you know, like trying to give also time to the spirit, you know, for also... I'm a Christian, so I go to church, yep. right? I try to I try to go. I try yeah. to go. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I try to devote also some time to meditation every single day. I'm not, you know, meditation like Osho all yeah. day. No. Yeah. Maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes of breathing. Yeah. That really helps me. Yeah, then I think that I feel better when I eat healthy. Yeah. Of course, you know, I like some red wine or like something else, but maybe once a week. Uh, because I think uh, mensan and corporesano, Latin is to say. So when I feel good with my body, I also feel good with my mind. Yeah, makes total sense. All right. What else is it if you, you know, have the traders that you're going to have listening to this? What do you feel are some of the areas that perhaps are a little bit invisible to those that are not, let's say, a decade into this? Uh, I, I don't know. Can can you ask me? What do you wish you knew sooner that perhaps after you've been trading for so long, even though you've had those pauses, what mm. do you feel was something that kind of showed up after 
the first decade that you were like, wow, if only I knew that sooner. It didn't happen after a decade, but it happened, you know, after some years that I was training already, yeah. back testing and using data because it's so much important. It's not that according to data I will trade, mm -hmm. but back testing the results of your strategy uh, will give you definitely conviction and confidence in taking, in taking those trades because you have the probabilities by your side. So I don't understand how a trader can push and put size in a trade if it doesn't know on 100 times how many times you will be profitable and for how many hours, so knowing how his profit ratio average for that kind of trade, for that kind of scenario. So that for me is the, you know, is the best thing. And lately I'm working a lot of on data and statistics. Yeah, that, that is. That's awesome. That's great. In general, what do you feel is your personal experience around changing gears and knowing when it's time to change up your own trading strategy? What are the what are the telltale signs that make, you know, you you've had this ability over this these many years to shift and change? What are those telltale signs that it's time to? The point that I didn't create one strategy, but more than one. Mm -hmm. So if we analyze even 2022, both big caps or future or small caps, there are different times of years with different market scenario. Mm -hmm. For example, if I take small caps from October 2022 up till now, we have a lot of gap and crap, gap and extension play. So essentially, day one faders in gap land. So stock that maybe stay up 30, 40 minutes, one hour after the gate, and then tend to fill. Mm -hmm. And this is about for 72% of the time with certain statistics, certain parameters. So they, it tells me on day one, I have the majority of the possibilities that this will fade. So looking to short. Before this uh, was from May until September, the market was completely different. We had a lot of midday extensions. We had a lot of uh, stocks that were going for the long side and it was around 50-50. So that was a different market scenario. The beginning of the year of last year, 2022, was also different. So analyzing really the structure of the pattern that I, that I find in the market, analyzing the price section structure, and then based on that, and not really, you know, somebody could think, oh, you had losses, so you have to change the strategy. No, it's really having a strategy for every single type of market scenario. That's awesome. All right, we're going to go over to Twitter space now, JTrader, and answer some questions from likely a lot of your fans. So I'll pause it here and we'll hop right on over to Twitter space. Welcome everybody to this Twitter space with JTrader and me, your host, Kim Ann Curtin. Hello, Kim. Hello, everybody. Hi, JTrader. How are you? So glad you're here. We just had a great conversation, Jay Trader and I. We did a 30-minute conversation and Zoom interview, and this will be recorded, and we'll release this in approximately a week or two with a full entire hour with Jay Trader dropping lots of wisdom for traders of all sorts. Thank you so much, Jay Trader, for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation in Twitter space with you. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be over here. As I said before, you're a wonderful person. So just like, you know, nice to talk to you. Uh, it's nice to talk to you too. We would love to invite questions from 
those who are participating in this. So if you do have questions, please raise your hand and then I can give you the microphone to ask some questions directly to Jay Trader. You will learn a lot about his mindset today and he will share lots of, you know, kind of tips and tricks that he extends to his small cap room. If you want to find Jay Trader in addition to this Twitter handle that he's signed in under, you also want to look at his Twitter space, uh, the other Twitter handle he has rather, small cap room, which is also a great place to just see what he's up to. So one of the questions that I was asking you right before we came over to Twitter space was just about the landscape right now, the conditions of the 2023 market space. I'm just going to ask you to kind of speak again to the importance. You talked about the importance of resilience. Just let's talk about that again, because I don't think anybody could hear that too many times. It was just such a great perspective. Yeah. So traders, I was saying that the difference between a loser and a winner is all about determination and resilience. So the fact is, Everybody can become resilient or determined in doing something from how much you want something and from how much time also you have time to devolve to this. And the fact that a lot of times we have bad losses or we see we get frustrated that we cannot trade correctly or today I was talking with a trader and he had three weeks every single day green, every single day trading stocks. And then yesterday, he lost basically what he did in the last two months. And a trader like that can be frustrated, disappointed, you know, just like leave it and maybe abandon trading because it's a lot of stress. But the point is, if you really want to get to a place where it's only you trading for yourself and making money for yourself, then you have to be really resilient and determine that your goal is achievable. No matter how times, how many times you have really to stand up again, really to fund your account again, you don't have to give up if that is really your street. And this is really what was for me, you know, like all the bad times that I had, I simply didn't give up. That was the point. You know, we talked a little bit in the conversation that you guys will see when you see the whole podcast. And my podcast, by the way, is called The Wall Street Coach. And that is a podcast where we release pretty much every two weeks content that we feel is of value to traders, but especially around mindset. Wall Street Coach is my firm. I'm an executive coach and have been coaching traders for 15 years. And Jay Trader and I got to meet at the Traders for a Cause conference. And one of the things a lot of members from his chat room were there. One of the things that really drew me to Jay Trader in the first place at this event was the enthusiasm that his members, the enthusiasm that you in turn give them. You have such an encouraging kind of disposition. You're always kind of rooting them on. And I'm just curious, Jay Trader, you know, where does that come from, that sense of enthusiastically supporting people and traders like that? You really are genuine in that, you know, enthusiasm. It's really beautiful to see. I think I got this from my parents mm -hmm. because my dad is like that. He's a former policeman and he's one of the most honest people that I know. And he always helped every single person around. He always helped people out there who ever had like problems. My dad was, you know, like the guy to call 
And my mom, I mean, she has our spirit and she's very kind and maybe too kind sometimes, you know, because life is not that easy, you know, it can be a little bit harsh, but she's so like lovable person. And when you know her, she gives you everything. And I think I got these things from them. So it's just like an imprinting when I was so small. Now I see how, and I recognize how hard it was for me because when I started, I said more than one time, I, I didn't know anything about trading. Uh, I just had my, the cousin of my mom, I call him my uncle, but he's the cousin of my mom. He was one uh, head trader at JP Morgan, New York. And he was making million dollars in the 90s. Wow. And I was small. I was like 10 years old. And he was coming to Italy and buying everything for me. We're going to Rome. And we used to like shop, you know, the most fancy shops or go best restaurants. And I was like, you know, fascinated how the heck he has all this <laughs> totally. money. So cute. Yeah. And then I was stopping with him because he was bringing me around Rome and he was stopping at, you know, at the tickers at the banks because at the time we didn't have like no cell right, phones, whatever. Right. I was 10, 12 years old and he was showing me, this is where I'm looking at. This is where they make money. And I said, what is that? And then I was 10 or 12 wow. or something like that. And he used to explain to me, okay, this is stock market. And, you know, like we were going for a conversation for hours and I used to love it. I used to love it. Then, you know, years later, I always had this thing in my I would say my mind, like in my little room in my mind where I have like all my dreams. And I said, no, I need to do this. I need to see if it's something that really works for me. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing that at 10 years old, those seeds can be planted that become our whole life. It's remarkable. And what a beautiful, yeah. beautiful testament to your parents, too, that they encouraged you and gave you support and that you're now passing on to all the traders that are in your room. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Kim, my parents were genuine and they always treat me like, you know, a young adult, even when I was 10 years old, because I was very responsible. I was always like older, like we're saying, mindset than the people, than the kids my age. So when I started trading, I said, okay, I'm going to try, you know, one year I'm going to try if it's going to be good. Otherwise I go back to university and I understand now when traders have families, let's say one of the traders that I'm mentoring right now, he has his wife and his wife is amazing because she's supporting him on this path, yes. you know, that he's still learning. He's not profitable. He has a job and he start to trade like his afternoon. So he's doing shifts. And it's a lot of, you know, like also support from the people around us. Yes. My parents were like that, supporting me. And I think it's so important for us because with that support, of course, things can get easier, you know, along the way, especially when you have bad days, especially when you have like drawdowns, especially when things don't work. You have somebody to talk to. For example, now I have my wife. She's incredible. Every single day she's next to me. Whenever I do good things or bad things, of course, on good things, she will ask my credit card. But, you know, <laughs> that's part of it. That's what come for the days that are not so great. <laughs> how, how important to traders, seasoned traders or beginners, to have that support system? You're talking about it now. What do traders not realize that gives them? I would say when I came back from, you know, years of stop in trading, I really found the person, I hope that he's listened to us, smash the bid, that he helped me so much, like as a mentor, you know, like I was again trying to walk after I had a big accident. I didn't have a big accident, but, you know, like I had a rough time for a couple of years and I didn't trade. 
and he really helped me. So what I found is that a trading room, an environment with people that know exactly what you're passing through and that can help you because, you know, together you can find that solution is what I needed. When I was trading years and years ago, this is when I started in the early 2000s in the Italian stock market, I didn't have any kind of room in the first two years. I had two, three friends from Italy, but no rooms, nothing like this. Now it's nice. I mean, it's not only by myself, but every single day when I work, I have my friends, we get a coffee together, we screen share, and I share them my charts, what I'm doing, this, that. So it's like, you know, a game. It's like really playing video games. And that kind of atmosphere in the room is like you feel part of something. That is really what I think trader miss when they're trading alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your community, you offer that professional atmosphere to true community for those who trade stocks, options, futures, and cryptocurrency. Why did you create this community in the first place? And why is having that community so important? I didn't want to create a community in the beginning, and that's funny, because I was in uh, with Smash in his room, and I was just like posting for couple of years my charts my entries my access and then one day he told me jay start like you know your own room over here like where you're gonna share everything okay and then more and more traders asked me jay can you please teach me can you please teach me and just this today i'm gonna read something that be friend this guy in my room this member he wrote me he said one and done today after he took a good trade and he said, one and a half years of hard work paying off to make this trade look simple. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Smoker Proof, from great learning environment especially. I had three traders today message me with something like very similar words. So when I see people having results and then they continue their life, I have traders who like went 2022 above the seven figures or traders even that had a small account and they became profitable. This is one of the best for me, uh, I would say, achievements in my life to help also others it must be very gratifying to just see that all the hard work and pain and you know challenge that you've been through kind of gets redeemed by helping other people be able to kind of get bounced back from their own challenges i imagine that must feel really nourishing it is because it's always about you know you have to think i was in their pants and i wanted somebody you know to help me yeah and to show me the way and it was not that easy for me in the beginning it really was not easy at all especially back in the days and knowing how those times can be hard you know when you're really doubting sometimes yourself if you're gonna make or not that's really excruciating and i think it's also crucial to have somebody near that guides you along the way For sure. If you guys are enjoying this conversation, I'll request that you retweet and try to encourage more traders to come and listen to sharing so much wisdom and hard-earned wisdom at that. My name is Kim Ann Curtin. I'm the host of the Wall Street Coach podcast. This is a two-part conversation with Jay Trader. He and I just did a video Zoom podcast interview, and this will be added on to it, and we'll release this in about a week or two. I do executive coaching and coaching for traders, me and my team. I got to meet Jay Trader at the Traders for Cause conference back in Vegas. How many months ago was that for crying out loud? I don't even, feels like a year ago and like five minutes ago, all at the same time. Jay, when was that? 
October because I couldn't believe it. In Vegas, was so hot already. <laughs> it was so hot. October. And uh, Italy was already it went, it went so yeah. fast. Well, I think what was so amazing about that conference was the camaraderie, the support, the encouragement among traders with other traders. Did you experience that as well? I just was blown away at how encouraging the collection of people are in this, you know, small industry. Like people want to really see other traders succeed. Traders want to see other traders succeed. It's really quite something. When I came back home from there, I felt regenerated. So the team Trader for Cause something amazing. Yeah. First of all, it's for a great cause. Yes. So really yes. the money that was collected goes really for for the hospital, for the research and everything. So it's something that has a purpose. I like yeah. that. But also it was nice that for the first time in my life, I mean, actually I did a little bit over here in Italy, but it's not the same. All Twitter were coming together, sharing. You know, I was sharing with my friend, Ricky Analog. I was sharing with Nate. I was sharing with uh, other traders. You know, our mistakes, our bad times, yeah. our losses and everything. And it was nice to see people understand you because if we talk about this out of the trading world yeah. people think like we're crazy what are you talking about like why are you talking about nobody understands the pressure that i would say the fear the stress that it comes out really from trading days yeah. really nobody understands besides us yeah. maybe you know a surgeon that he has a surgery and he knows that he has a life from the person in his hands something like that or maybe an astronaut, but we have it another way because we're managing our capital and we can go bankruptcy for that account in one day if we're not managing correctly. Exactly. So it's a lot of pressure on ourselves. A lot of pressure. And to just have the empathy of other traders who understand and appreciate that and value that, you know, to me, that just is a non-negotiable. If, if you want to go the distance as a trader, you're going to have to create that community or tribe. And one of the questions I asked you at the start of the video part of this conversation was the importance of having that community. And you were talking just about how it's it, that's like getting a mentor is like a non-negotiable in your book. Talk a little bit more about that. When you start, you have, first of all, to find what fits you. Okay. I can look to play a sport and what sport I choose. And in this case, the sport is day trading, swing, scalping, small caps, big caps, futures, crypto, options. So I have to define, first of all, the asset that I want to trade. And then you have to research the strategy that you want to trade. So what fits you? In this case, in my case, it fits me futures mainly and stocks. So that really fit me. So when I started, for example, I, I looked who was the best in this who was successful, but also did my own research. So I tried to improve, implement more things into the strategy that we're studying and making mine like personal one. So a mentor basically is like a coach when you're like an athlete. I never saw LeBron James or I don't know, like uh, whoever, if you go like in Formula One, like Michael Schumacher when he was racing or Verstappen, that they race alone without a team, without a head team manager, okay, which would be the mentor. I never saw this. I never see any basketball player, football player, soccer player. I never see anybody that doesn't have a guy, doesn't have a mentor. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the reason why trading has to be taken the same way. If you want to perform at high levels, you have to be consider yourself like an athlete trains, practices, has a coach, has goals, resets. The same thing has to do an a, a, a trader. Yeah. Same exact way. Yeah. So I say all the time is you have to see yourself as an Olympian and Olympians, you don't expect them to deliver on the day of their race or their competition if they haven't slept well, if they haven't making sure they have nutrition that's healthy, they're hydrated, they're cognitively feeling at their peak. You know, it's you, this is the most competitive game in the world. And you wouldn't expect an Olympian to like renege on any of those. And yet I see so many traders not prioritize their own self-care nourishment you know health and or emotional support and spiritual support as well like i think there's all levels of intelligence right emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence and we talked a little bit about your own spirituality and how you do strive towards meditation and just spending time kind of you know with your own experience of god how important do you feel that is to your success as a trader well, for me, God is among everybody and among anything else. So that's more important than trading. So that's in the first place. When you consider that as the first thing, so when you're really, then you follow the two main virtues that God tells you. And there's the first one, be like kind with the with other person, be kind with others. And the second thing is be humble and love God. So when you know these two things and when you, make them yours, then all your life will shine. So with this in mind, I try every single day to wake up and do the best that I can for me and others. For other means like my wife, my family, my friends, my team, my community. Because if I can make somebody today happier or better in trading, then I also feel good. And I know that God will thank me for this. And that's the spirit that I bring every single day really quite special jay it, let me know guys if you have any questions this is a conversation with jay trader if you want to find his room online please go to see jay it's jaytrader.co co slash chat room and you could also find joe on twitter with his small cap room that's the other twitter handle that jay trader has any questions just raise your hand guys and i'll let you in this is a two-part conversation with jay trader we just did 30 minutes on zoom if you like this conversation please retweet it that we're having it now we are doing it during trader hours because jay trader is in italy i'm in hawaii so this is the best window we could find which was in the middle of the trading day one of the questions i have for you the approaching losses and recovering from them what do you do personally when you have a loss that really takes you by surprise or frustrates you what is your recovery method from a loss it really depends how big is the loss so my personality is well i would destroy every single thing when i have a bad loss and that's <laughs> What does that mean? I will destroy everything. Your keyboard? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like basically the first thing you want to do, you want to like, you're mad with yourself because you cannot be mad with anybody else, just with yourself. So it's like you would out inflict yourself something, but you can't, you know? Yeah. And you have to be an example as well. So you just like suck it up and try to think in that moment what happened, what caused you that. And then you, have to breathe one second and say, you're still over here. 
You're still living for another day. You're still living to trade tomorrow. You know, so it's better taking a big loss than, you know, swiping up all your account and go bankruptcy on that account. The second thing is if the loss is very big, it will basically test you. And if nobody blow up in his life means or he was very lucky, so go for him or he was never a trader. <laughs> so it really tested because when I took big losses, I remember one big loss was in Green Market like two years ago, and I had fear in the next two or three weeks on the strategy that I was trading, and I was not recognizing that the error that I did was simply because I was overconfident and adding too much size beyond my risk. Otherwise, my strategy would have worked perfectly. You know, just a normal stop. And when you take a stop based on your strategy, that's not an error. That's only the system paying the stop because your system is maybe 60-40 win rate or 70-30 or 50-50. So it's part of the game accepting losses. So it tests you and how you respond. It depends really by the person. The majority of the traders will size down, will be, I would say, waiting a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks before putting a little bit more size. And if the loss is very big and you have, of course, money to refund your account, assuming that you blow up, then it can take even months to go back where you previously were. So losses are the enemies of the trader. And what really changes between beginner and a professional trader when taking losses? The beginner condemns everybody else, not himself, whatever. Professional trader cuts losses earlier than a beginner. So it's just like the way that you recognize when you're wrong and you recognize because you already proved more than once that being stubborn, for example, in a losing position or not respecting your stop will bring no good to your trading. So it's that, it's really the timing. It's like the time of answer or response to that stimulus that makes the difference. It's beautiful. I love that you spoke to will take ownership for that loss, that a true seasoned trader will take responsibility and not blame the market or anybody else. That's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was always this, how fast I can cut my losses, how fast I can recognize that I'm losing. Everybody would be rich, millionaire or even more if, and I, guys, if you're over here, think about if you would have cut all your major big losses, if you would have respect your risk, if you would have respect your strategy, if you wouldn't have add to your losing position or anticipated the entry, if you just was, you are respecting rules, I'm sure you would be much more richer than you are right now, or you'll be, I would say, a millionaire or even more. And that makes a difference, cutting your loss and accepting that you're going to lose. You're going to lose. It's like in life, you know. We grow up with this tendency that every single thing that we do in life, we're going to succeed, we're going to be the best one because our parents grew up with this, you know, self-made mentality. Well, trading is not like that. Trading is like you have to accept losses. You have to accept that you're going to be a loser and if you accept this fast, if you're going to have losses and cut your losses good, you're going to make money. That's the main point. 
Beautiful. Talk about dropping the mic at the end of the conversation, G Trader. That is like the most powerful thing you could have ever said. So thank you so much for this hour of time. You guys have, again, I want to just invite the listeners. Hi, Sam. I see you there with a new photograph. If you guys have any questions, please ask them now. We're going to wrap this up. If not, this conversation, which is a full hour, the First half is a Zoom video interview with Jay Trader that I did before we came to Twitter space. It'll drop on the Wall Street Coach podcast. That's my podcast in about a week or two. Please be sure to follow Jay Trader and his small cap room here on Twitter. And if you want to visit him on the web, it's jtrader.co forward slash chat room to check out his amazing supportive chat room. My name is Kim Ann Curtin. I coach traders. So does my team. TheWallStreetCoach.com is our website. And we have a free gift for those who are listening at TraderCheckIn.com. You guys can sign up and we'll give you a check-in sheet for you to check every day before you start trading to make sure your emotional intelligence is as high as it could be. JTraders, anything you want to say, even though those last words were pretty crack the wall of anything you want to say before we close up this Twitter space. Yeah, I repeat what I said when I started over here with you, that you're an amazing person and I feel it and I saw you when I was in Vegas. So just like really honored that you invited me on your podcast very, very oh, much. It's such a pleasure to get to know you more. I'm looking forward to a long time as being colleagues and good friends and your amazing wife. She's just magical. So I'm just so excited to get to share your wisdom with traders that are here in this conversation and those that'll listen to the recording when it comes out. Okay, guys, I don't see anybody asking any questions, so please keep an eye out on the Wall Street Coach. We'll drop this in about a week or two, and I hope you'll come back on my podcast in the future, Jay Trader. Maybe you'll consider that. Of course, I will love that. Thank you for having me over oh, here again. See you, everybody. Such a Have pleasure. A good day. Have a great day, everyone. Aloha for now. This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.